pecan crusted chicken, miso peach pork chops, pork meatballs, and mushroom ramen. These are just some of the delicious meals HelloFresh has allowed me to prepare in under 30 minutes without having to leave home. Ready to try America's number one meal kit? Get 12 free meals, including free shipping, when you use code FILMCAST12 at HelloFresh.com slash FILMCAST12. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Slash Filmcast. I'm David Chen, and I think you can run on for a long time, but sooner or later, Angelina Jolie will cut you down. Joining me today is Devendra Hardwar. This was not the Firewatch adaptation I was expecting. <laughs> Jeff Kanata. <laughs> I'm here with those who wish me brief. <laughs> wow. And joining us today for the Slash Filmcast, she's a critic whose writing has appeared at Vulture, AV Club, and Pajiba.com. Roxana Haddadi. I am not sure that Taylor Sheridan knows how women's bras work. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the show, everyone. Of course, those statements are in reference to the main review of tonight, which is Those Who Wish Me Dead, new Taylor Sheridan action film starring Angelina Jolie. It's out in theaters this weekend and also streaming on HBO Max. You can find more episodes of this podcast at slashfilmcast.com. Email us at slashfilmcast at gmail.com. Today... Uh, we got some what we've been watching for you. We got some weekly plugs for you. Before we get to all that, though, let's talk about some of the stuff that's happening in the world right now. And and before we we get into this, got to give the disclaimer that uh, we are not medical experts here on the podcast, um, and this podcast is for entertainment purposes only. And you should not take anything we say seriously under any yeah. circumstances. Only consume the slash home cast uh, <laughs> with a full meal. Yeah, uh, exactly. Do, do not, not operate any heavy operating machinery. heavy machinery. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, you're Jeff, great minds. Yeah, perfect. Um, perfect. So, uh, all that said, uh, I thought we should talk about this on the air because I think uh, why why talk about it offline when we could make hashtag content out of this. Uh, sure. Last also week, directly relates to what we yes. were just talking about. Yeah, uh, yeah. We so la- last week in the slash filmcast after dark, which is available to patrons over at patreon.com slash film podcast. Uh, we discussed our comfort level going back into theaters. And the general sense I got from that discussion was we're not super comfortable going back into theaters quite yet, right? Yeah. Uh, I guess the CDC heard us, right? Yeah. (laughs) The CDC heard us and they're like, oh, we we better issue a statement to reassure those slash filmcast guys. They're like, (laughs) we we want that summer wager back, baby. (laughs) So they announced last week, essentially, that it is okay to go maskless if you are vaccinated in most settings sure uh, indoors and outdoors indoors and outdoors now rubbing elbows <laughs> swapping spit you just can do oh whatever God. you want it's licking the subway poles yeah yeah everything you cats living together yeah. mass hysteria yeah all that all that stuff Sounds and disgusting <laughs> now <laughs> People can spit in my mouth again. Oh, yeah, I mean, that's God. really what we were doing. If you look at the like uh, the 3D <laughs> renderings of how aerosol projection works, yes, it, we're all just sharing spit. Yes, all of us. Thank yeah. you, thank you. Okay, so uh, <laughs> so who wants the, to go inside with other people? Yeah, I mean, right. let's not? get back in theaters, everybody, and swap some spit. 
let's put aside the idea that you know the the science seems to back up uh, a lot of what the CDC is saying. I mean, sure. uh, some epidemiologists say like probably should hold on to the masks a little bit longer, but largely the science seems to be accurate that if everyone is vaccinated, you can be indoors with them without any fear. Mm. Uh, but let's put yeah. aside the fact that like in terms of implementation. A lot of problems with this. Like, how do businesses well, what, ensure what that? What could you it, mean? What could you mean, David? <laughs> like, uh, how can businesses ensure that uh, people are vaccinated? And uh, like, a rejoinder I've heard is, no, no, no. Well, there's you, a vaccine card, of course, but it's like, how I dare don't, you? No. I don't trust anyone. I don't trust anyone. Um, what no, we've seen, if there's anything we've seen over the course of last year, it's that people cannot be depended on to be honest or decent or honorable. Um, so yeah, but Dave, the real problem is those of us who would ask to see the card. That is yeah, the real yeah. problem. No yeah. vaccine passports, no vaccine passports, even though you were required to show vaccines for college, for international travel, for so many things, but yeah. no vaccine passports amid an epidemic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've seen, I, I, and there's all this like stuff going on about like people don't want to be seen without a mask because people are worried they'll be seen as like, yeah. uh, you know, uh, Trump supporters or whatever, and it, it's there's a, it's all politicized unnecessarily, mind you, unnecessarily. But let's put all that aside. Let's put all that aside, okay? Uh, let, let, let's pretend all the problems of the world don't exist, uh, mm. which they are considerable. But let's but pretend they don't many, exist for the purposes this week. Yeah. of yeah. this conversation, right? Yes. Uh, all I care about is whether the folks on this Skype chat or whatever the hell this is now, um, Skype what, mind meld. <laughs> What, what? Yeah, this whatever recording environment we're Virtual in. Virtual spit swap. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, by the way, is thank yeah. you all for sending your spit. I yeah. appreciate You're welcome. it. Yeah. 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 All I care about is whether you are comfortable going back into theaters. And the reason this is important for this podcast is because a long time ago, a lifetime ago, we used to review new movies when they came out in theaters. I know what this is like shocking. you of that. I know it's uh, archeological evidence actually is what it is. Uh, but yeah, a long time ago we used to review new movies and in uh, 11 days, a quiet place part two, arguably the first big blockbuster of the summer is coming out. Yeah, and the yeah. question is going to be for me, do we feel comfortable going back to theaters to see quiet place part two? So what, what better way to break a pandemic, you know, than <laughs> Then see a movie about a post-apocalyptic scenario in which people are afraid to be around each other. Yes. Well, uh, I will say that I currently live, although <laughs> may not for long, but I currently live in Los Angeles. Uh-huh. Um, and Do you live the, in the proximity of a movie theater, Jeffrey? Oh, I should have mentioned this a long time ago. I live across <laughs> the street from a movie theater. Whoa. However, however, huh. I don't know if you've seen this, but... Uh, I don't know if it's just the city of Los Angeles or if it's all of California. I think it's just the city of Los Angeles is eschewing the national uh, recommendations and is maintaining a mask mandate until June 15th. Because they literally remembered what was just happening in Los yep. Angeles. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, I do not blame you. Yeah. I think Seattle is opening up at end of June is my sense. Um uh, on track to open fully reopen by June 30th, according to our governor. So that's our situation. Like so everything soon. back mm -hmm. to normal in six weeks. That's kind of what they're saying. Um, but yeah, again, again, putting all that aside, like doesn't none of that really matters. Like, are you actually comfortable going back into theaters? Jeff, let's start with you. Like, well, what, what are your thoughts? I will say this. I traveled this weekend. Uh, we are continuing our 
are we going to move out of state mm-hmm. travel hunt? Um, mm-hmm. Which I think should have been a podcast or or, or maybe a reality show. Uh, it's been lively. It's not and too late. Spirited. You can, you yeah, it's like this late. happened. It, it is. Time. We're just going all across America looking for where should we end up? Um, and so we're currently focused on uh, Denver, which has been interesting. And oh, uh, nice. I yeah. really like Denver. It's beautiful. Um have you, have you looked at Boulder too? Like the, those Boulder are like the out of our the sister range. ones. Bold, okay, Boulder yeah. is the Boulder's place I would insane. like to be, but yeah, there's a yeah. Google there, and so housing <laughs> prices are bonkers. All the um, startups are there. Yeah. yeah, you can't you can't live in a Boulder unless you've already lived in a Boulder. Um, you can't live anywhere where there's a Google. You can't uh, live next to a Google. That's the yeah. Google, the Google will mm-hmm. price you out. Yeah, uh, unless you work at Google. Um, then you're not at home anyway. So. Which, yeah, which leads me to my next question. If anyone's listening that can hire me at Google, I would really appreciate that. Um, <laughs> there was a, there was a um, quick side note. There was a, I sent out a tweet this, this week while I was there saying, um, hey, uh, I'm in Denver. Uh, this place is beautiful. I, I said, hey, folks who live in Denver, uh, you have undersold how beautiful and fun and mm-hmm. um, and lovely this town is. And I got, it must've been picked up by somebody. It must've been retweeted by t- somebody because <laughs> I got a bunch of replies from people that don't follow me. And all of them to a person were mm-hmm. really nasty. And like, <laughs> y- yes, that's on purpose. Don't come here. Don't move here. Mm. Uh, it almost put a bad taste in my mouth about Denver. Uh, that sounds like a Seattle welcome. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> mm. It was like we hate you. Don't don't move here. It was very strange. There was wow. even like this radio station was it like guy. Playfully hostile. Was that what it was? Or uh, some of them were playful, and some of them were just hostile. So anyway, <laughs> let, me, let me do a side note on your side note, yes. which is uh-huh. this is a pet peeve of mine. People who are playfully like insulting yes. Yes. if they are if they don't know you personally. If I don't yeah. know yes. you, please. 100%. Because by this point, many of our listeners have listened to us for. Uh, literally could have been up to 2000 hours of of hearing us talk hmm. actually probably more than that and uh and so they think they know us but to to us m- yeah. many of you not all of you but many of you are strangers and so when a random stranger comes and insults you playfully it is a very disorienting and unpleasant experience. Well, I think, or at least I think that's, establish a Twitter rapport. Yeah, you know, yes. like I think ingratiate it's, yourself. Yes, yes. It's, it's more <laughs> a, a more a function of how tone doesn't translate over Twitter yes. well. Hundred percent, hundred percent. But yes. Okay, so uh, what were we talking about? Whether you're <laughs> anyway, going the, back. The, point to I was, the reason I brought up all that nonsense <laughs> yes, yes. is uh, I traveled. I traveled. Yes, congrats. and yes. traveling requires uh, being in contact with large numbers of people, and. Um, also, uh, as part of our, we stayed in downtown Denver, and I will tell you, downtown Denver, there was not a mask to be found. <laughs> there was mm. also, also, <laughs> Colorado, baby. Yeah. the strange thing about downtown Denver, a really happening spot. I mean, it was going off. We were there Friday night, and it was going off. There was a Colorado Rockies game, like, three blocks away from where we were staying. It was jam-packed with lively fun looking people and i tell you it started as a joke to my wife and then i was like no wait seriously let's try to find one we could not find anyone over 32 years old 
Oh yeah, <laughs> was, that is yeah. a uh, yeah. yeah. It's a party wall town. to wall people, and we were by far the oldest people <laughs> we could find. I mean, there were no employees over thirty two. There were it was it was, just it was teenagers. Crazy. Yeah, right yeah. Place. yeah, yeah. So anyway, so and none of them wore masks. And at a certain and, and as we were walking around, I was like, <laughs> "Wait, are we the assholes in this situation? Because <laughs> like both of us are fully vaxxed now. We've we've passed our two weeks after our second shot. I'm mm-hmm. like, yeah. you know, post CDC news." Should uh, should we just stroll down the street like everybody else, like a, like in the <laughs> olden times? Uh, I I didn't we didn't know what to do. Um, yeah. So so the site is Jeff and wife are by far the oldest people in this environment, and also the only people wearing masks. Yes. Is what you're saying? We could not be more it, not fitting in. It was you like know? you were scientists observing the situation, basically. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> the strange Californians who uh, set foot on this odd planet. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. It was. You know, not our, yeah, but, but, but I, I'm, I only bring all that up to say that the answer is, I don't know. Like I, I had that Mm -hmm. feeling of maybe like, am I holding on to something that I don't need to hold on to anymore? Which is, which is the narrative we were yelling about from those articles too, which I think just presented that idea. Like, am I the asshole now? Even though last week what I was doing was the right thing to do. Yeah. I think it, it. I mean, so we are all going to be slowly figuring this out, mm-hmm. and 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 we will have feelings about it that may not match with the science, and I think that's completely okay. Um, I personally think it's, you know, I'm I'm still personally going to wear a mask pretty much everywhere because sure. I just yeah. uh, I fear the unknown, and what I mean by that, not the unknown of like going outside or anything, but just like. Uh, I don't trust people to yeah. like be vaccinated when they say they're vaccinated. I just don't like this. This past year has shown me that uh, Americans specifically are very unreliable. Literally, and, yeah. the gaping flaw in the CDC's <laughs> plan, by the way, like, hey, we'll we'll give everybody some good news, something to look forward yeah. to, right? <laughs> Get your backs and you can be free, yeah, everybody. Be free. Uh, yeah. We're not going to put in any terms to make sure uh, you can verify your vax. Just, nope. just you know, get it and be happy. I, I agree. It, was, I like, it felt very poorly thought out to me. But, yeah. Yeah. I like this um, notion, Dave, that the last year is what made you doubt humanity. I indeed. like how that you've just you've really pulled a 180 on your opinion of humanity in the last oh, year. Oh yeah, I mean it was oh, just, no. it, it was uh, a series of escalating faith in humanity starting 2016 but then it really <laughs> took a plunge this last year. Uh Roxana Dotti, curious yes. like what your like when you obviously treasure the movie going experience for my of sense course. like when do you think you're going to be comfortable going into a packed theater with or without a mask? Oh my god, a packed theater. Packed um, is different. Well, well yeah. I, I mean, okay, fine. A theater at all. Let's say you could pick seats and see that there's not that many people there. You know, let's start with that. Uh, Put aside the maybe, packed. Maybe October when Dune comes out. But otherwise, <laughs> yeah. I, not, I guess death or Dune, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't, I, I, as we all discussed, like, we couldn't trust people to go to a movie theater and put away their fucking phones for an hour and a half. <laughs> like, I don't trust that people are going to, like, yeah. I don't know, not cough directly on somebody walking by. <laughs> by the way, Just... Roxana, I think you bring that up, and I think that's a whole other discussion we can have about the year that people didn't have to be courteous to others because they were only in their own homes and how much worse the phone problem at movie theaters is going to be. Yeah, I th- I just mm. think that a lot of things are going to be difficult and it's a matter of like you said like will I still wear a mask everywhere? Yes. Mm-hmm. And do I want to chance and this is a, 
perhaps just my own neuroses, do I want to like go into a theater with somebody who's like being an asshole and then I have to tell them they're being an asshole and then I miss my movie because I got in a fight with some rando? I don't want to do that. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to do that. Yeah, I I mean, I think the reality is that you can't trust anybody and I will just tell a short story about that. I've been going to PT for a couple months because I messed up my ankle, ignored it for six months and then finally couldn't put any weight on it. So, you know, Uh I finally went to the doctor and um, I've been doing PT and I'm at my PT appointment. The man next to me is getting his arm worked on by our PT and he proceeds to loudly tell a story about how his work is trying to force him to get vaccinated and he's applying for a religious exemption and his religious exemption is quote because i don't want to get vaccinated and he's just telling this to Mm. his pt as she's massaging his arm and i looked at her and made like a are you fucking kidding me face and she like rolled her eyes back at me and i was like at least we're on the same page but like she made a this happens to me every day face (laughs) yeah but so that but that's so that's the sort of thing where it's like you know now that people who had that mentality now have the freedom to take off their mask in public spaces like i just don't want to risk that so that, that's I, terrible. And also, by the way, uh, we we have had similar stories amongst our friends of people lying to jump the vaccine line. Yes, right. There's like, also li- been that saying yeah. like what kind of uh, industry they're in, and so on. now that's ultimately not going to really matter, quote unquote, matter in the long run because um, you know, like every, the, there's more vaccines than people want them at this point, as far as as yeah, far as I can tell. Yeah. Like there's plenty of availability mm-hmm. now. It's vaccine in America. That's the problem. Uh, there America, are, there's also yeah. there's also issues around like people having the time. Yeah, correct. In America, Jeff, good good call out. There's also obviously people having the time and resources to get the vaccine, but it's not like mm-hmm. there's not enough doses or anything, from what I can tell. Um, but uh, I don't know what what's worse. Lying to jump the line or lying to avoid getting it completely. I, I think that's too, worse. That's, I, I, I think, think that's worse. Yeah. 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 Sure. Yeah. But, but I mean, it's two separate slices of terrible humanity. Is but both kind of, of them are like a certain amount of privilege, right? Yes. I mean, it's yeah. just, it's how yeah. privilege manifests in different ways. It's mm-hmm. either like, I need this right now because I'm more important than you, or I will never have this because you're a fucking rube for wanting it. So like both are bad. Both are very America first yeah. ideologies. And uh, I definitely think one is worse. But yes, yeah, I agree. Yeah. Yes, of course. I, I just feel yes. like in in the one I think scenario, we all like, agree one is worse. <laughs> w- w- one is just the, the lying to get vaccinated uh, feels like in the post apocalyptic scenario, like they would take all the food rations for themselves. You know what I mean? Right. Most definitely. So yeah. whereas this other scenario is more like a Darwin situation where they're trying to avoid the life-saving, you know, what have you. So anyway, okay. It, what it's sounding like to me, guys, is that uh, none of us are super comfortable going back to the theater, like consistently going back to the theater anytime in the near future. Not is for that, a crowded one. I am, I, yeah. if it's like empty, if it's like I'm going for matinees because I live in an area where people are often not at screenings, you know, during the day and I can, you know, sneak out and do that, then yeah. I'm totally fine with that. But a crowded like opening night showing, I, I don't think so. I think that means that most likely the Slash Film Cast is probably going to be streaming movies, like uh, reviewing movies available on streaming for the foreseeable future is my guess, right? We, saw, yeah. we got a, a tweet from a listener who pointed out that even in the case of Quiet Place Part 2, the window between when it is only a theatrical film and when it is released on 
demand is really small. So yeah, we can yeah. still review that as a main review just like yeah, a few just weeks like, late. That's right. 45 that days, right? 40, so it's like yeah. six weeks. It's like six yeah. weeks basically. Yeah. So because, uh, you know, all the uh, movie studios negotiated tighter windows yeah. during this past year because they had tons of leverage over the movie theaters, right? So um, most uh, movie theater releases will be either simultaneously streaming or shortly afterwards available via streaming. So yeah, you're right, Jeff. We we will likely review Quiet Place, but probably you know in two months as opposed to in two weeks. Yeah. Um, and uh, so I think that's probably going to be the plan. I mean, I am curious, like, Devinger, are you going to be able to resist going to see Fast 9 in theaters and opening day? <laughs> You know, you know what? What is opening day? Uh, opening day early? Yeah, maybe they're, like, they're maybe early day screenings. off. Go at ten a.m. Yeah, you know, like a, yeah, something, I can see that. something like that. Um, yeah. uh, I won't go at eight a.m. But also, there are sometimes really late screenings too, which aren't that super crowded. So yeah. it's like. I think at the very least, like we know the vaccines are effective. I'm still go like I'm not going into these things unmasked. I'm still going in double masked. I am just trying to be extra, extra careful. But I also realize in this situation where um you know, right now we are just I'm less worried about myself. I'm more worried about like other people pretending to be vaxxed and just going in and taking their masks off because they're they're the ones at danger. Like we from what we know so far, we are very, very safe if you're Vax. Yes. I'm just worried about the like collateral damage from all this. It's it is really just a lot of it is gonna be the assholes who read that CDC you know, was like, oh no masks. That's it. That's the only that's the only announcement. That's the only thing <laughs> yeah. they said. Yep. Trump um, won, no more masks. <laughs> no more masks. Yeah. 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 Look, look at the CDC. They just said, you know, they <laughs> they've been telling us to wear masks for a year. Now they're saying <laughs> masks are useless. How can yeah. I trust them? <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm in a weird place because my daughter is now yes. high risk. Um, and until we can get a vaccine for three year olds, which hopefully will happen relatively soon, mm -hmm. um, we have to be really, really careful with her. Um, I, I literally had a virtual meeting with a doctor today who is like, as soon as that COVID vaccine is approved for young kids, get her vaccinated. And yeah. I was like, yeah. you got it, man. Yeah. So, um, yeah. All right. Well, we will just we, we will probably continue to make it a topic either on the show or or off air of like it's going to be a continued reevaluation. I think like our thoughts and feelings and the situation will continue to change. Um, but I wanted to take your temperature on the air tonight, so to speak. And um, <laughs> and it sounds like everyone's we're not rushing out to go see Quiet Place 2 at this point. Um, and sorry, also, Killian. Sorry, Killian. I'm sorry. Yes. <laughs> sorry. And, uh, and yeah, Jeff, thanks for calling out that, like, uh, we, we do recognize that there are parts of the world where vaccines are not yeah, as available yeah. and it's very, it's very terrible out there. So like, well, I apologize for being very U S centric in my assessment. Um, we're natural. just kind of talking about is, like yeah. how we're, how we're going to approach it on the slash filmcast specifically. But, so, you know, speaking yeah. of calling out, uh, Roxana <laughs> didn't mention something just oh, here, in let's, passing. Let's take that off. Let's take that mm -hmm. off to the break, Jeff. Let's take that off to the break. So we got to okay. take a quick break. We're gonna take a quick break. God, what I and do? We'll be right. <laughs> we'll be right back uh, with some more slash filmcast. Time for me to jump in here and tell you about our sponsor, Hawthorne. Rituals get results. You wouldn't skip leg day, would you? It's the same idea. If you want better skin, hair, and overall health, that's why Hawthorne has made it easy to build and maintain a personal care ritual that helps you look, smell, and feel your best. Hawthorne is a premium grooming brand that tailors your personal care routine to your unique profile. The first thing you do is you take their quiz. I did this. It was so simple. It took 
no time at all. They asked me a few questions about the kinds of things I like, you know, uh, what, what my goal is for my skin and my personal grooming. And this is something my wife has been wanting me to do for a long, long time. She keeps telling me I need to, you know, use face creams and have an actual regimen. And Hawthorne made it really simple to, to set up what I wanted out of this. And in the end, I got a bundle, the Essentials Bundle, with all the products tailored to my body type, my lifestyle, my goals. I got a face lotion. I got a bar of soap. I got deodorant. All of it really cool. I love how the packaging comes and says, your face lotion, your eye cream. It's part of a complete package of care, and it gives me step-by-step instructions on what to do every morning, every night to actually keep the practice of making myself look and feel better. For the first time, I'm actually keeping up with having a face wash, having a daily lotion, having eye cream, things that I should have been doing many, many years ago and things my wife has been bugging me about. Hawthorne takes the risk out of shopping for personal care by giving you free shipping on your order and returns. And if you don't like your products, they'll even retailer them for you based on your feedback. With high-quality self-care products tailored specifically to your needs from Hawthorne, looking your best has never been easier. Take Hawthorne's quiz today and get started on your personalized self-care routine by going to hawthorne.co and use promo code FILMCAST to get 10% off your first purchase. That's H-A-W-T-H-O-R-N-E dot C-O, promo code FILMCAST. Hawthorne.co, promo code F-I-L-M-C-A-S-T. All right. So, Jeff, uh, why don't you tee this up? Because I, I feel like you're champing, you're chomping at the bit for this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Roxana mentioned yeah. something just sort, yeah. of, uh, just sort of obliquely, just sort of in passing, saying that um, she might be enticed to go into a movie theater when a certain movie uh-huh, mm-hmm. uh-huh. is in theaters. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh-huh, uh-huh. That movie rhymes with spittoon. Mm-hmm. 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 Platoon too? Is that what you're talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Brigadoon? Uh, yeah, Brigadoon. Let's go back. Um, okay, so let me let me let me let me dive in here, Jeff, because because I'm I'm my own worst critic, Jeffrey. Okay, mm. so I can I will I will fillet myself to the full extent that I can. Months ago, Warner Media made the audacious decision that their entire 2021 2021 film slate would be released day and day on the service as well as in theaters on HBO Max, mm-hmm. I should say, as well as in theaters, right? So uh, when uh, Godzilla versus Kong was released in theaters, you could stream it on HBO Max that same day. This was a huge deal because, first of all, it allowed the Slash Filmcast to have major movies we could review this year. That's the <laughs> primary impact to society, right? Saved us. It literally <laughs> saved us. Yes, yeah. yes. This, this podcast would be completely defunct without that and also our patrons at patreon.com slash filmpodcast. Um, so that was a huge deal. Uh, but also it completely upset the eco- uh, economics of these mm-hmm. films as well because it's mm-hmm. like uh, a lot of stars make points off the back end and if a movie does well at the box office, they make more money. And so it was a huge kind of mess uh, of how that was going to be figured out, but seems to have died down. And during our podcast review discussing that topic, uh, I brought up 
wow, this is such a bold move and also like kind of disrespectful to do this without telling the stars. Mm -hmm. And also one of the biggest things that they did that was like really bold is they said they would do it for the entire year 2021, like the entire calendar year. And a lot of people were like, hey, this feels a really, really premature to be doing this. Like this feels like they're they're biting off more than they could chew because who knows what the situation is going to be in fall of 2021. Who knows? And at that point, as I recall the conversation, Jeff Kanata said something along the lines of, well, maybe they'll change it. Maybe they'll change their promise. At which point... I, God, I wanted to pull up the, I wanted to yeah. pull up the actual <laughs> clip so yeah. bad. I ran out of time today. Wow. I wanted to pull the clip. Go at ahead. which point... Well, I mean, I'll just say I roundly ridiculed yes. Jeffrey for bringing up this, this possibility. I, 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 I believe I, I looked down my nose and, la- and scoffed. Ha, yes. Ha, I did a little there scoff. Was, some uh-huh. some implication of of just how stupid a notion that would be. What, that, what, a, what a ridiculous notion! And how dare you even bring it up yeah, on this podcast? How could you? How could you be so foolhardy as to think that's a possibility, Jeff? I mean, they made this promise to their customers of HBO Max, <laughs> and uh, and yeah, they, would they never lie. Companies the, never lie. Would to they their well, customers. would they dare yeah. welch on this promise? The implication. Was that I was embarrassing myself not, not, to even no, suggest nay, it? And nay, the podcast, embarrassing and yourself, the podcast, nay, the podcast yes, <laughs> yes, the podcast I, which you and I share. And right? I remember sticking to my guns and thinking and saying, "I, I think it's a possibility. <laughs> I really think it's a possibility <laughs> that yeah, I, yeah, they, yeah. they could go back. They, they, what, what do they have to lose in going back on? Oh, Jeffrey, I remember hearing. Oh, oh, Jeffrey, <laughs> oh, Jeff. this, is, oh, Jeff. this feels like a lot, you guys." Yeah, it was a lot. Thank you. For a while. Thank you, yeah. Roxana. It yeah. was yeah. a lot. But I'm yeah. sorry. Thank you. Didn't didn't they come out and say today, no, we're still doing the HBO Max theater same day? Uh well, no, actually. That's no. that's actually not what happened today. I thought that they released a statement that was like the rumor that we're not oh. doing that is bullshit. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. Google. Wait, what a twist. We got to pull this up <laughs> now. A twist. Got to pull Who's, the tape wait, up. Who's <laughs> side are you on, Roxana? <laughs> I thought that Joanna Fuentes tweeted and was like, no, HBO is sticking to this. I could be wrong, but I thought that's what she tweeted earlier today. Huh. <laughs> well, this really, this really upsets the uh, the narrative this of this segment delicate, that we are doing. delicate balance of this. Yeah. This <laughs> I mean, just, just to flip here. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so here's what is I'm reading from Deadline right now. Deadline here is that Dune, the high-profile Denis Villeneuve sci-fi remake out this fall, will not adhere to the day and date pattern uh, release pattern established for the entire 2021 slate. Instead, right. it will premiere in Venice in September and then enter theaters for a time before finding its way to streaming service HBO Max. Yeah, right. Variety also uh, has a whole article about that. So maybe those two places are wrong. It's possible they're wrong. But if they're not, it would seem to hand Jeff Kanata a decisive victory in the Kanata-Chen wars of the slash film guest. I, w- I would posit that regardless of whether this turns out to be true or not, the fact that the news is even being floated mm-hmm. would would fly in the face of you of your scoffing notion the idea that it is like <laughs> out of the question is already now, been put to put to rest right i'll now, be honest now, now. i w- i would be shocked though because if they didn't i don't know part of me feels like if they didn't bend for no i don't know i don't know yeah, i can't tell yeah. i can't tell 
can't who knows tell. what the world will be like like listen we had no clue the cdc was just going to give up on masks you know <laughs> <That's true. laughs> so who knows what it's going to be yeah half now, a year from now now, now to be fair actually yeah. you know to, to be fair uh, hard to predict that we'd be, you know, half the country, over half the country would have at least one dose of a, uh, by all metrics, f- a functional vaccine. And also, by the way, that uh, AT&T, after buying Warner Media for billions yeah. of dollars, would say, yeah, nah, uh, nah. Hey, take backsies on this deal, guys. Pass, <laughs> like, <laughs> can we do a, can we do a take backsies on this? Um, they're basically giving up the ghost on this thing. They're saying uh, this was too difficult. We shouldn't have attempted it. Discovery Media, please bail us out of this. And Basically, I made a huge mistake. Like every single company that buys, you know, a movie studio, <laughs> I've yeah, made a huge yeah. tiny mistake. Basically, yep. AT and T made a huge tiny mistake by buying uh, Warner Media, and so I, I, I could not have foreseen that those major cataclysmic events in the world and in the entertainment industry would have occurred. But back this, in, is, I the think, this, this is, is the point. This is the point that things that... change on a dime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This yeah. Is the point that you couldn't. The idea that I would <laughs> suggest an alternate version of, of events and you would go, yeah, there is yeah. no universe, Jeff, and you are embarrassing yourself to suggest that there may be a universe where uh, that would happen. I, I agree that there is absolutely nothing for me to do right now but eat shit and say, <laughs> you were right, Jeff. I was wrong, and also I'm sorry i scoffed at you it feels very good so and this and this speaks to like devendra's like do we believe companies or whatever Mm -hmm. but joanna fuentes who's the head of comms for warner media she was the one who retweeted that deadline story and was like this is absolutely wrong Mm. still premiering in theaters and on hbo max on the same day in the u.s Mm -hmm. and she said that that's the line that warner brothers is sticking to so obviously Mm, that's that's a company line for now yeah but it could be just straight up lying because they could they be don't, straight up lying, of course. Yeah. Because they want people to hang on to those HBO Max subscriptions until that Dune release hits, right? I'm right. gonna be honest. I'm I'm hoping that it is still day and date because <laughs> I I like I like the convenience. I've I've fallen in love with the convenience. I like me a big screen. I like me some Dolby, you know, Atmos uh, movie theater action. Don't get me wrong, but I do appreciate. It's not that I'm rooting for this to not happen. Yeah. I just liked. The the sweet taste of comeuppance that yeah, David. I mean, well well deserved, well deserved. Uh, surely, there's never been a time when you've been wrong, and this will come back to bite you in some. I mean, I I don't recall any. <laughs> never, it's point. never happened. It's never happened before. This but is all new. Jeff, turn about is fair play, and yeah. you were right, and I was wrong, and. I hope you get to. I hope we all get to enjoy Dune in the comfort of a packed, maskless theater. The thing, um, that I, the thing that I contractually have to say whenever anybody brings up Dune is it would have been nice if anybody who ever adapted this material would reference the Middle Eastern origins of its entire mythology. It'd be fantastic. Mm. Yeah, that yeah, would, that be would be awesome. nice. That'd be nice. But you know, maybe put some Middle Eastern people into the movie as well. You know, maybe cast, a... maybe cast Alexander Siddig. I don't know why you wouldn't. Maybe do that. he should just always be on the screen. Like I, should, <laughs> like, I always just want to see him. Yeah, have yes. a Siddig cam, as it were. Yeah. Yes. Um, yes. But uh, yeah. So, uh, and the thing about Dune being out in theaters is, I feel like Dune has a much higher chance of making it to a second movie if it comes yeah. out. In theaters. Oh, oh yeah. 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 It's so, all we want. The book. yeah, we all mm-hmm. we all want. The, yeah, exactly. And, and if if it is a huge box office success then people will be like okay we got to make the, the sequel if it if it does well in streaming you know could be it could be a toss up could be a toss up okay, so no, is I, it I, is yeah. it going to be a huge box office success here's the Who thing knows? Who I, knows? I do feel like by this fall we're all going to feel like i want to get off this planet 
Right. You know, <laughs> right. and then you just got to go to do I'm already Because Avatar's there. not ready most, yet. Most, yeah. most listeners of the Slash Filmcast feel that way yeah. when they're listening to the podcast. It's true. I do want to get off this planet. Take yeah. me to Arrakis. <laughs> Take me the, there right now. <laughs> that's the Slash Film guarantee. Uh, we, <laughs> we, uh, we could actually have a whole conversation about what constitutes a box office success in mm, this day and age. Sure, like, sure. It, are the met is fast nine being held to the fast eight standard? Mm. You know, oh, I, think, I think so. You, you know what? I think fast nine is going to be, that's going to be the thing that's going to yeah. break us out of the pandemic. Like people are just going to, we need to leave our homes. Convenience is one thing, but I need to get out of here. Like you think a <laughs> lot so of people sick of my are hashtag family. I gotta watch some hashtag <laughs> exactly. family. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, so uh, thank you for the segue opportunity, Jeff. But why don't we transition mm. into what we've been watching? Um, because this this weekend, I had the chance to watch Spiral, which is the newest chapter in the Saw franchise. Mm-hmm. We got any Saw fans? Uh, <laughs> we're my Saw I fans. Like, we're, I like the, the one at? Saw, the sure. first Saw. Where my Saw That's fans? a good Roxana, movie. you a Saw fan? No, God. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Okay. Absolutely wow. I didn't know it was possible for a guest to be more disdainful than my co-host, but <laughs> no, she Sorry. speaks for me. She speaks for me. <laughs> um, I have seen every single Saw film. We we, uh, we can all agree that the first Saw is a. I, I think that's a genuinely good movie. I think there's a lot going. I mean, on there, I don't. I've I, seen I, a couple. Of I'm not included so. in this week. Yeah, Just yeah. take I, me I, out. <laughs> I th- I thought that movie did a lot of things differently. It was like a nice grungy little indie horror. And then who knows what the hell happened after that. Yeah. So I've seen every single Saw film. And let me just say that a lot of people are in the Saw movies for the torture porn, right? Uh, Sure. uh, But David Chad is not. No, no, he reads it for the articles. He's a (laughs) connoisseur. For the articles, that's right. He's here for the story, (laughs) goddammit. Okay, okay. So, you know, you you joke. You joke. All of you joke with your laughs and your jokes. But... (laughs) I think that is, uh, that is what jokes do. They are yeah. jokes. Yeah. <laughs> the the pleasure of the soft the soft franchise is your um yes it's, you're watching these like incredibly elaborate traps and these like useless characters suffer through them. But where I really got into it was from Saw two through four, all of which were directed by Darren Lynn Bousman. and the plot line of those movies the the timeline is so ridiculously convoluted. <laughs> That it is, it, yeah. it became like uh, hilar- unintentionally hilarious to me. Even like, more complicated than the Fast and Furious franchise, which yes, also has a hilarious timeline. Yeah, Basically, yeah. like the short version is you're watching Saw three, or I don't remember which one John Kramer dies in. I think he's um, the the Jigsaw killer. I think dies in uh-huh. Saw three, but. Uh-huh. But spoiler alert, he continues to be able to be a character in multiple other films after Saw 3. And so the question is, well, how is that happening? How, how is that possible? <laughs> and and the, the way the series invents crazy ways for him to be part of the, of the franchise is really entertaining. Like, for instance... This movie was actually happening at the same time as Saw Three. You know, like that's that's uh, one of the ways it's. Um, mm-hmm. This is a guy that took over. They, like that was Jigsaw Killer's uh, <laughs> protege, and he like made a bunch of recordings with him before he because because the premise, like the 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 setup for these these traps is is you see the Jigsaw Killer on screen, and he's like. I want to play a game, you know, and and he's like, for too long, you have taken your life for granted. And and he's like, now 
you know, you you must prove that you want to live in order to stay alive. I, re- I really need die, a whole show a of Saw voice. <laughs> of Chen Saw voice. Jigsaw okay, we voice. can yeah. laugh at it, right? Because it was awesome. you're, you're, you're missing yeah. a serious TikTok opportunity here, Dave. Oh, oh, tr- trust me. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. But yes, live or die, make your choice. That's my that's my <laughs> jigsaw. Anyway, so point being, like, he, that voice appears, Tobin Bell, amazing actor, uh-huh, uh-huh. that voice appears in, like, many Saw films long after the jigsaw killer is dead. And so it's like, how did they, how did that even happen? And the way the movies invent all these wild methods for the jigsaw killer to still be alive is, is hilarious. So he just recorded all the phonemes yes, so they 100%, can create, or it's someone like faking him or it's like the, again, the movies are happening at the same time or the movies happen before. It's like a, it's like a, a prequel. You didn't know it was a prequel <laughs> and it happened before any of the events of Saw 1. You know, like all I like this the, wild I, I stuff. I like the idea that somebody created an, an Amazon Echo of, of of the Jigsaw Killer so they could just, you know, uh, Alexa, <laughs> uh, uh, play threaten, Murder Trap 1. Yeah, yeah, threat, threaten, my, threaten my captives. Yeah, exactly. Would exactly. you God. like to add this to your shopping cart? Nice. <laughs> nice. Nailed it. Yeah. Nailed I feel it. like I want to give all of you a cough drop. Like, I'm just very concerned. Sorry, I was I'm actually doing tired. A, I just realized I was actually doing a Christian Bale impression. I apologize. Yeah, you're um, just doing like but, Bane. <laughs> <laughs> no, Bane's uh, like this. No, yes. <laughs> Don't be silly, Roxana. Bane talks like this. Which which Bane? Which Bane? You're doing Tom Hardy in The Revenant. Or the Mm. Harley Quinn Bane. That sounds like the Harley Quinn Bane to me. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Spiral from the Book of Saw (laughs) is the name of the movie. Uh, Chris Chris Rock is a huge fan of the Saw franchise. And he's like, I want to make a Saw film. So he, he is he, living the life you want, Dave. You know that? <laughs> he manifested I'm sure you have ideas to, to reinvent the Saw franchise. Yeah. He manifested it into existence. And he's like, yeah. what if we did something radical with the Saw franchise? What if we added humor to it? And oh so I'm God. like, okay, okay. Like, this you is mean like intentional humor? Intentional humor. That's right. Uh, also, Samuel L. Jackson is in this film playing Chris Rock's dad. Uh, and <sighs> you're like, Oh, this, these are by far the highest profile <laughs> actors to ever appear in Saw films, right? So, uh, so I'm like, okay, this is interesting. This is interesting. And unfortunately, the final movie is uh, mid-tier, low to mid-tier Saw. Uh, Chris Rock is not allowed to be as funny as he should be. The new Jigsaw voice is very lame. Uh, <laughs> it, it's, it's not John Kramer Jigsaw Killer. Yeah. It's some other person. Right? You're saying you could do a better jigsaw voice? That's yeah. what this whole segment was. Yeah. This yes. has yeah. just been an audition. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna just I'm gonna give you a sense of what it sounds like. Okay, so if, if the original jigsaw voice is I wanna play a game, live or die, make your choice. You know, that's the original jigsaw killer. Here's the new one. Here's the new one. Okay, it's like for too long, Jeffrey Kanata. <laughs> You have oh prized the lives of those around you as opposed to those of innocence. You know, like, yeah, it's just he, he's it's Mr. Burns after the uh, age treatment. <laughs> yes. Well, yeah. I like that they're not yeah. attempting to just, you know, have a sound alike. Uh, yeah, a, no, it's a true. Dave Chen, if you will. They, 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 <laughs> they actually decided to zag instead of zigging. I it's think it's so true. Yeah. It's honorable. It's honorable yeah. in a way. Yeah. It um, sort of sounds like uh, Beware the Beast Man. It sort of sounds mm-hmm. planned to the apesy. <laughs> I think they uh, should have just gotten Gilbert Godfrey and been done with it. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Now that's a horror movie. Yeah. yeah. So I would say if you are a Saw fan, this is probably a six to seven out of ten, which is to say wow. worth checking out. Uh, not not the worst Saw film by far. That would be Saw: The Final Chapter, aka Saw 3D. Terrible film. 
Uh, was was and, not the final chapter. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I know. It's, that was there, not cinema. Multiple okay. <laughs> multiple Saw films came out after Saw the final chapter. Uh, so to be fair, it was called Saw 3D, and then it was rebranded Saw the final chapter when it came out on home video because they didn't have 3D in the fi- in the home video version. You know, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, wow, but then really? it wasn't the final chapter. So they should have just gone with Saw 2D. Uh, also, I want to hear what you guys think of the phrase spiral from the book of saw which no, terrible terrible which you know apparently there's a book yeah, yeah is there a book there in is the, no the... actual physical book of saw shenanigans <gasps> uh, so it's just it is it, just a pretentious way of saying it's a saw sequel like mm-hmm. they could have called it <laughs> saw 10 they could have called it saw the new beginning but they called it spiral from the right. book of saw there is no book of saw the, 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 it's just mm-hmm. it's I, I'm at a loss. It's a I lie. also have to say the title infuriates me because every time I saw they're making a spiral movie with Chris Rock, I'm thinking of the Junji Ito mm. like hor- like horrifying you know comic. Yes. So I would love to see that movie. Uh, probably not this one. So that's spiral from the book of, book of Saw. I got a digital screener for it, and that's how I watched it. It's out in in Th- theaters this week. Thanks for sharing, Dave. Thanks for sharing. <laughs> You're welcome, Devendra. Devendra's not bitter at all. Dude, no. You didn't even want to watch this movie, so it's not like you would have... It's a thought know. that counts. <laughs> I did see an image from the movie on Twitter of a very uh, muscular jigsaw person sitting cross-legged in a chair. Is that real? Is that real? No, no, I sent that to you guys. I sent that to you. That was like a fan art porn, basically. Yeah, oh there, was like a, there was like a hentai... Hentai jigsaw online. Okay, uh, but <laughs> tying back to the thing, uh, it made eight point seven million dollars at the box office this weekend, uh, which is not bad for a, a very low budget movie. It actually completely destroyed those who wish me dead, which I think only made like three million dollars at the box yeah. office this weekend. So, yeah. which uh, is a better name for a saw movie, by the way? Mm. Indeed, yeah. indeed. Yeah. But anyway, uh, the saw movies have those always... who wish me dead from the book of saw. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the bo- the U.S. box office apparently it, it's hard to tell it's hard to tell whether these are just not movies that were very exciting to people or if the box office is not ready to make a comeback yet. Um, but uh, anyway, that's what was happening at the box office. Uh, that was originally my segue for this segment of the show. Um, but that's Spiral from the Book of Saw. Uh, that is one of the things I've been watching this week. Time for me to interject with our sponsor Raycon. Hey, I got to admit, I am traveling again. We, My wife and I are searching all around the country for a place to move, potentially. We just got back from Denver this last weekend, traveling, flying again. Oh, man, the world is coming back. It feels nice. And I think I'll probably be doing more traveling this summer. And my advice to you is, if you're going to be traveling, take your Raycons with you. Whether you're listening to the Slash Filmcast or... If you're like me, listening to my favorite band, The Midnight, a pair of Raycon wireless earbuds in your ears can make all the difference. You get crisp, powerful beats at half the price of other premium audio brands. Raycons look great, and they feel even better. They come in a range of cool colors with the customizable gel tips that are included for a comfortable in-ear fit. And Raycons are built to go wherever you go with quick and seamless Bluetooth pairing and a compact charging case. I really enjoy the 24-hour battery life and the portability. You know, I run a lot, and I've been using my Raycons. In fact, that sound of them 
connecting to my phone that Raycon in my ear. It's like the the sound of joy. I just know that I'm about to have a good time listening to my favorite podcasts or audiobooks out on a run. So listen up. Raycon's offering 15% off all of their products for listeners of the Slash Filmcast. And here's what you got to do to get it. Go to buyraycon.com slash filmcast. There you'll get 15% off your entire Raycon order. And it's such a good deal. You'll want to grab a pair and a spare. That's 15% off at buyraycon.com slash filmcast. B-U-Y-R-A-Y-C-O-N.com slash F-I-L-M-C-A-S-T. Let's move on couple of other things I've been watching I just want to mention. Number one is uh, there's a documentary called Some Kind of Heaven on Hulu. It's about the villages. Have you guys heard of the villages? Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, the villages is a, I don't know what to call it, resort living community um, for senior citizens in Florida. And it's grown to be like a massive community. Uh, hundreds of thousands of people, I think, like over 100,000. Um so it's huge. Uh, I think it, 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 when I Googled it, it said 80,000, but I've heard like bigger numbers on there. So anyway, it tens, keeps of growing. Thousands, tens of thousands of people live at the villages. They're mostly senior citizens. This movie, Some Kind of Heaven, is like, I had no idea what this movie would be. But like, is it going to be an exploration of what it's like to live in one of these places? Basically, Some Kind of Heaven is a documentary that follows four people as they try to find uh, happiness in the last chapter of their lives in this community. Is and it all, vi- it's just old people hooking up? Kind of. Yeah. Kind of, yeah. But not hooking up. It's like they're, they're, you know, basically when you are, when you reach that age, like different things become important to you, you know, uh, essentially what, here's what I like, what I took away from it is that as you get older, your standards decline for what you're willing <laughs> yeah. to accept. Right. So does, so does the reflection in the mirror. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Like what, what you are willing to put up with, it like goes up and what you are like, you know, what, what you rule out, it goes down. And, uh, and the, the portraits of these people are poignant and, you know, makes you, makes me think about like what is going to be important to me at the end uh, of my life. Um, so that's some kind of heaven. I enjoyed it. It's, uh, poignant. It's very uh, interesting. It's er- Errol Morris-esque in some way. It's impressionistic. The documentary is very gorgeously shot. Um, it's, it has a four by three aspect ratio. It looks like it's shot in film. It's ver- it's just kind of like a, uh, really like evocative piece of work. So that's some kind of heaven. It's on Hulu right now. And speaking of movies that make me think about the end of life, St. Maud. This is a movie that Devinder Hardwar suggested for a main review. Devinder, I was thinking yeah. this might be a good coaxing Kanata candidate sure. for sure. for After Dark. Because, uh, Jeff, you, you don't like the horror films that much, right? No, not, not really my jam, yeah. usually. So this is we, we really love describing them to you. Yeah. I think that's part of the fun. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So maybe this can be a coaxing Kanata for next week's uh, Slash Filmcast After Dark, exclusively sure. available at patreon.com slash filmpodcast. But St. Maud is a, a horror film about a woman who's a nurse and she's taking care of a woman towards the end of her life and grappling with her own past. That's basically the movie. Uh, I thought this movie is, uh, I thought this movie was incredible. I think it's really well made and just, it's, it has one of those 
sets stories and also images that just leave you thinking about it, reflecting on it after the movie's done. Roxana, I saw you talking about this movie on Twitter as well. What did you think of St. Maud? Um, that movie fucks me up and <laughs> great. Put that on the well, poster. Yeah. So much, so much for coaxing Kanata. <laughs> well, no, I don't think it's scary. I, I think it's very unsettling and I think it's really creepy, but I, I am like a major wimp and I was not frightened. I think it just made me think a lot about, uh, the identities we assume and like, what we tell ourselves about the meaning of life and what happens when your idea of that sort of leads you down a certain sort of path. It's really brutal, but I don't think it's scary. Yeah. I would say there's more like violence in spiral yeah. from the book of saw than from, oh. uh, insane. No, I, I appreciate comparing it to a movie that I will definitely see. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds like our, uh, our possessor review basically. Yeah. Well, yeah, possessor, yeah. I, possessor's but, so gory violent, though. Yeah. yeah, it's but, way possessor's more violent. way more violent than this movie. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would agree with your assessment, uh, Roxana. It is very unsettling. It's very thought provoking, and yeah, a large part of it is about like how we make meaning out of the things that happen to us, right? Mm-hmm. So I highly recommend this movie. It's available on Hulu right now, uh, and also on Prime Video. Um, so check it out at either of those places. And yeah, maybe this can be uh, an informal Coax and Kanata next week, Divindra, uh, on our After Dark, which is available at patreon.com slash film podcast. Okay. That's what I've been watching. Roxana, hit us with a few things you've been watching. Um, I have been watching all of the Sunday Night Prestige TV. So uh, The Nevers had its first half of its first season finale last night. Uh, I admire the audacity of telling people that the preceding five hours that they've watched have like nothing to do with what the series is ultimately going to be yeah i i'm hearing like blurbs of this i'm not fully caught up but it almost sounds like they pulled a dollhouse which i 100 percent pull a dollhouse yeah i'm ready for this yes they 100 percent pull a dollhouse and i don't necessarily think that it was successful but I think it's certainly a way to get people maybe intrigued by what comes next whenever the second half of this first season arrives. Um, I have also been watching Gangs of London, which I love very, very much. <laughs> I appreciate your reviews, Roxana, just to remind people that, hey, the show is on normal AMC now. Because when yeah. we talked about it, it was only on AMC Plus and nobody nobody was watching. Yeah, it's on yeah. normal AMC. N- not only was it on AMC Plus, you could not even buy it. Like, yeah. I-, I wanted yeah. to buy it, a blind buy it, and I the option was not available to me. So that was frustrating. But yeah. yes, it's now air- airing on AMC and you're a fan, Roxana. Yes, I'm loving it very much. Uh, The fight scenes are incredible. um, But what I really enjoy is that it's basically like the United Nations of organized crime violence. (laughs) (laughs) We want diversity in media, okay? Right. And, you know, like, this is funny. We talk a lot about, like, good representations versus bad representations. And I don't know what it says about me that I loathed the Middle Eastern representation of United States of Al, but mm-hmm. I love these like Kurdish guerrilla fighters and gangs of London, <laughs> <laughs> but that's really fun. And the first season is nearly done. So I think it would be a good time to start binging it to catch up. Um, and I just think, you know, every episode has some sort of insane choreographed fight scene that makes you wonder why Gareth Evans isn't getting like everything handed to him. And, uh, there are some all timer greatest action scenes ever filmed for a TV show 
in the in the TV show Gangs of London. They're amazing. Yeah. Yeah. They're Dazzling. amazing. Dazzling. And I, you know, I am purposefully starting some shit with this, but I feel like everybody was really impressed with Game of Thrones's scenes. So why are we not talking about Gangs of London in the same way? Uh, um, it's the access. It's the access. Fewer problem. people are watching it. Yeah. 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 yeah I don't understand. Is, uh, and it was like, a, what, out a full two years ahead of us in, in mm-hmm. the UK. So it's like the conversation is all split up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I see yeah. now that the, the, Blu-ray is available for pre-order too. I'm like looking it up now, and that's oh, exciting see. to me. Yeah, I'm 100% buying that. Um, yeah, <laughs> for yeah. Joe Cole's butt and other reasons. And um, <laughs> I'm, also, I'm also I'm also watching. Same. Ma- yeah, why not? Uh, I'm also watching Mayor of Easttown on HBO, which I've heard that you guys are unimpressed by. Which how dare you? And um, lastly, I also checked out The Perfect Candidate, which is the new movie from the Saudi Arabian female film director Haifa Al-Mansur. And that is in theaters. It is about a young female doctor who decides to run for city council so that she can get the dirt road to the emergency clinic paved. Um, And I think Al-Mansur's movies are really thoughtful depictions of what it's like to be in a country where there are a lot of very high standards for women. You can be a doctor, you can have all these prestigious positions, but in terms of social mobility, there's not so much. So that's in theaters. I thought that was really good and worth checking out. Got it. All right. Great set of recommendations. So that's Mayor of Easttown, Gangs of London, The Nevers, and also The Perfect Candidate, which is out in mm-hmm. theaters right now. I assume you watched the screener for that one. <laughs> Yes, I did. I actually watched it uh, last fall as part of the Middleburg Film Festival. So, Got it. Uh, those are things Roxana has been watching. Um, before we continue what we'll be watching, I do want to point out, of course, as always, if you want to recommend something for us to watch, you can always use the hashtag slash tag on Twitter. Uh, people really embracing that, recommending stuff for us to watch. And of course, you can always search hashtag slash tag if you're looking for stuff to watch. So good. It's so good with the ever so uh, frequent um, <laughs> thing about Slash from Guns N' Roses. Just, yeah. Every once in a while, you just get an update on what Slash from Guns N' Roses is up to. <laughs> I yep. also want to know what Slash is up to. Yeah, so, so yeah. it's this, nice. This it's, work. Yeah. it's like a yeah. twofer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Devinder Hardware, what have you been watching this week? I've seen the first episode of The Underground Railroad, which is Barry Jenkins' new show that's on Amazon. It's an adaptation of the novel, which I hear is very, very good. And uh, yeah, I've heard this is a masterpiece. This the opening 10 minutes of this show is just like one of just some of the most beautiful imagery I've ever seen. Like it is full on. This is a show that gets you into this universe in a really weird and elliptical way because it opens up with shots of things I believe that are going to happen in the future. It's almost like a mini trailer for like where the show is going to go. But it's also shot in like that, um, just like the wonderful way Barry Jenkins kind of shoots all of his stuff. Um, This is uh, the cinematographer is James Laxton. This is a show about um, a young girl named Cora, a slave girl named Cora, who is presented with the opportunity to escape. And uh, she finds a literal underground railroad that is taking people, you know, taking slaves uh, out of the South and into the North. Hopefully I've only seen the first episode, but I've, I've heard that pitch before. That's not a huge spoiler because that happens in this episode. And it's the entire point of the book in the series. So it's sort of like U S Southern history. Um, mixed with this almost fantasy like narrative because hey as a kid i 
when I read about this stuff, I was like, oh, th- there's a literal underground railroad, right? And just like th- that's how slaves were able to escape. Uh, we've since learned like, no, no, it's not. It's not that at all. It's just really interesting to see it portrayed this way. And uh, I have to say, like this show, even though I just uh, talked about the Amazon series, them which I think is a complete failure in terms of what it's trying to do. This is also a show that's dealing directly about the, about racism and now how inhumane black people are treated in America and certainly during slave times. Um, But this is also a show that really centers people's motivations and what they want. Um, There are some, even in the first episode, there are some horrific scenes of violence and um, you know, it's not the sort of thing you probably want to watch with young kids, but it's also incredibly beautiful at times um, and just really, really compelling. Like, I just haven't really seen um, a narrative like this where there, there's like a real sense of hope, I guess, that doesn't typically exist in other slave narratives. Like, that's that's the thing. Like, that's it just feels like sometimes we're, we're getting overwhelmed with this stuff and um, images of, you know, violence on black bodies. I think this show is much more interesting than a lot of other uh, similar things we've seen. I know Antebellum was also criticized for being basically just like kind of torture porn and just not really, you know, not really having a point. I cannot wait to see where the show goes. It is incredibly beautiful. And I think it also really cements the idea that uh, weirdly enough, like I kind of got the sense with Moonlight and uh, with his other movie that Barry Jenkins feels like our Wong Kar Wai. In the way that he makes uh, beautifully romantic stories and the way he shoots and the way his narratives are just kind of like free flowing. Uh, they're, they're not always very linear. You know, they're, they're sometimes all over the place. And I really appreciate that in this entire show. He's directing all 10 episodes. This first episode alone is just like all all with his style. I cannot wait to see where this goes. So I hope you all take a look. I am really excited to check out the Underground Railroad, which is streaming right now on Prime Video. Uh, Beale Street, if Beale Street could talk, by the way, the other movie that if you're Beale referring Street, to. Yes, which is, which is I, I love Beale Street. Yeah. Great movie. Great movie. And also uh, under, uh, pr- underseen, underpraised. You know, it felt under like. Underappreciated. Yeah. Underappreciated. Underappreciated. Like, incredible score. That score yeah, I yeah. have oh, on the background incredible. often. Yeah. Nicholas Bertel. Incredible yep. score. So like. Yep. And he also does a score for this and like, oh, Nicholas Bertel is so good. Yeah. yeah. So if you haven't seen If Beale Street Could Talk, check that out. If you haven't seen The Underground Railroad on Prime Video, check that out. That's what Davindra's been watching this week. Jeff Kanata, you and I both watched a new show on HBO Max. Mm-hmm. Uh, full disclosure, a friend of mine worked on this show. Um, oh. So uh, I was very excited to check it out this week. The show is called Hacks. The first two episodes debuted this week on HBO Max, uh, and new episodes will air every Thursday. What do you think of the first two episodes, Jeff? Loved them. Loved them. Uh, I'm really into the show. I'm I'm a Gene Smart fan. I don't know how you couldn't be. I think uh-huh. she's brilliant and amazing and has been for three decades plus, um, four decades. Uh, we are in the middle of the Gene Smartessence between uh, Watchmen, Mayor of Easttown, and Hacks. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she she did an awesome uh, season of Fargo recently too. Mm. Uh, where she was, she was in Legion as well. Am she, I remembering that right? I don't remember if she was in Legion, but she was season two of Fargo, right? Yeah, she was, which I think was the best season of Fargo. Yeah, the matriarch, yeah. She yeah. was so good. She was like this 
ruthless matriarch of this. Uh, yeah, this she was awesome in that. Uh, and yeah, amazing. she played Melanie Bird in Legion, by the way. Oh my yeah. god. Yeah. Stay working, Gene Smart. Good for yeah. you, girl. She's, She's phenomenal. Awesome. She's and awesome. she plays I, you know, not a version of herself, but certainly something that pulls from uh, a, a woman with a very long career. I, I, she kind of plays a version almost of Bette Midler or something like that. Um, it, this uh, superstar comedian who uh, um, is is uh, has been ruling Las Vegas for many years and is kind of waning a bit and takes on a young woman as a writer. Um, but... It's a it's a fine premise. I, I think that the reason the show shines, in my opinion, is the way how smart it is, how lightning quick all of the characters are with zingers. I mean, it is it is shot not even like a single camera half hour television show, although that is ostensibly what it is. It is shot like a film. Yeah, but it is written like a three camera sitcom. It's written in the sense that. Those old three camera shows, like Friends, for example, mm-hmm. you have to have set up punchline like every other line. the The jokes per minute in Hacks is really high, and it's not just because Gene Smart's character and the writer uh, character are very smart, funny, comedic minds, which they are. And the reason that they mine such comedy from those characters is because they're constantly talking in that patter that very smart vicious almost um comedic turn they they, you know they almost have this this banter back and forth but they're not the only characters in the show that do it all the characters talk like that so it's 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 a universe in which everyone is brilliant and everyone says a really funny thing often all the time it's constant very very funny i think very smart very funny uh, Gene Smart is great. The the little universe they're creating is great of of her being this megastar and the the circles that she runs in, the kinds of things that she you know sort of her um, ultra success in the midst of loneliness. I think is very well expressed and illustrated in the show. I am just hooked after two episodes. I mm-hmm. I'm really digging it a lot. I agree. This is a great show. I got more of a Joan Rivers kind of vibe, by the way. Sure. Yeah, that, that, uh, from, that makes from sense. From her, yeah. Um, but this this show does many things really, really well, and Jeff has articulated uh, a lot of them. One of the things I really like about it is it seems to be really astute about both uh, like old comedy and new, because you basically have this woman who you know came up in a whole different era and is wildly successful and is like basically a billionaire, you know, multimillionaire from her success and then you have this other person who's coming up today who's like barely struggling to eke out a living and has been uh, canceled quote unquote for reasons that i'm not going to get into but like the way in which she tells the story feels like i could totally see that happening today you know mm-hmm. sure um and i just think it, it is able to make kind of sharp observations about both uh yes. eras of people and i think no. that's yeah I, I, I totally agree. And I th- uh, one of the things I like about the show is it's it's set up in a very traditional template, right? That sort of Devil Wears Prada-esque, yes. like young upstart comes into the established, uh, you know, uh, kind of hard, to, prickly, hard to deal with uh, woman. And the way those things tend to play out is it is the, the young voice that <laughs> right. softens the old... 
you know, the old successful one. Yes. And but this show like plays it equally. Like the the young writer is just as kind of despicable or, or yeah. objectionable. And it's almost like the Gene Smart character is playing the role that you usually have right. from like the young reversal. character. Like, hmm. Yeah, she's she's softening the writer. She's yeah. Yeah. kind of the the hero here. You know, hero is the wrong word, but you know, she's the yeah. She's the one whose whose intentions you are rooting for almost. Uh, whereas you know, Devil Wears Prada, of course, you have the younger one that you're, is just having to deal constantly with mm-hmm. this monster mm-hmm. all the time. Um, and I, I really appreciated that. I thought it was a really uh, intelligent and interesting uh, turning it on its head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sort it's of great. sounds like the uh, Mindy Kaling Emma Thompson movie. Yeah. Late night. Uh, late I, night. I did not see that. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's okay. all right. I would, I would say this is, this is harder edged mm-hmm. than that. Um, this is from the broad, some Broad City writers, I hear. So I'm looking yeah. forward to this. Yeah. Also, the it's director. Really yeah, funny. Ahead. Sorry, mm-hmm. I was just gonna. It's it's really funny. I I think I don't know, Dave. Did you? We laughing. I was laughing out loud a lot. Yes. Yes. It's very very funny. Um, Lucia Aniello uh, directed the first couple episodes and pro- probably more. She also directed a 2017 film called Rough Night. Uh, oh yeah, starring uh, Scarlett Johansson and Jillian yeah. Bell, which oh, I right. think is like that un- one came out. It was one of those like one of it came out the same night as Girls' Night and Rough Night and Girls' Night like came out within like a few weeks of each other, yeah. didn't they? Yeah, and, so one and, of those. And, and Girls' Night made over a hundred million dollars, and Rough Night completely bombed. Um, <laughs> yeah, but I always thought that movie was a little bit underrated. I thought that movie was a little underrated. I, I actually liked Rough Night. I actually watched it recently, to be honest with you. Um, but uh, yeah, I like that. And so I think she does great work here. Lucia Anello does, Aniello does great work here as well. Um, so the show is Hacks. It's on HBO Max. Roxana, is this on your radar at all? It is. I love Gene Smart. I didn't know that it came from anybody who's affiliated with Rough Night, which is a uh, wonderful use of Jillian Bell. Yes. 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 <laughs> so yeah. So uh, are they doing a weekly drop on HBO Max? Yeah, a weekly Max? drop on Thursdays. So okay. I'll check that so out. So that's Hacks. And uh, I am looking forward to watching... The rest of the show. Me too. If you're like me, living through a pandemic can be pretty stressful and uh, lead to a lot of anxiety. So I've been using Feels to help me alleviate a lot of that. Feels is a premium CBD service. It's delivered right to your doorstep and it helps you feel better naturally by reducing stress, anxiety, pain, and sleeplessness. For me, especially, uh, a lot of things just make me feel anxious these days uh, between everything going on in the world and taking care of my family. Uh, So I typically take some feels at night just to help myself wind down and get some rest. Feels is easy to take. You just have to place a few drops under your tongue and you'll feel the difference uh, within a few minutes. I found it helpful to experiment with different levels um, because, you know, it can have very different effects. Feels also offers real human support. There's a CBD hotline to help you guide your experience. And uh, one of the things I appreciate best is that Feels just helps you feel better naturally. There's no hangover or addiction. So I'd recommend joining the Feels community to get it delivered right to your door every month. You'll save money on every order and you can pause or cancel at any time. Feels has me feeling my best every day, and it can help you too. Become a member today by going to feels.com slash filmcast, and you'll get 50% off your first order with free shipping. That's F-E-A-L-S dot com slash filmcast to become a member and get 50% automatically taken off your first order with free shipping. Feels.com slash filmcast. Let's get to weekly plugs. We're going to do weekly plugs. Weekly plugs. 
Weekly plugs a part of the show where we plug something we've been in or uh, something that someone else has made and that we're recommending. This week, I want to plug my TikTok page. <laughs> I joined TikTok. Congrats. Where you can hear the jigsaw murderer every <laughs> week. <laughs> uh, I, I was going to talk more about this in the After Dark, guys. I have a lot of thoughts on TikTok that probably a lot of our listeners mm-hmm. don't care about. Um, but I joined TikTok two weeks ago, and in that time, I've received one million views on my <gasps> TikToks. Um, so there's a lot going on. Lot going good on TikToks, the TikTok page. Good TikToks, yeah. So check but me for out. For TikTok, t- that's like low numbers, is my understanding, right? <laughs> yeah. no, that's right. And therefore, I am one of the bottom three percent of, of uh, people on TikTok. Um, but yeah, check it out at TikTok.com/slash at Dave Chensky. That's Dave Chensky. Uh, it's been really, really interesting to mm-hmm. be on there and receive like fifty thousand comments on my stuff. Um, just, just a lot to process. Lots of process. It's weird how that platform works. So yeah, that's a good after after dark fire. Yeah. 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 Okay. So that's what I've been. Uh, that's my weekly plug. Roxana Hadadi, how about you? Um, I am doing recaps uh, for all the Sunday TV shows I'm watching. Um, you can check those out. You can check those out at Vulture for Mayor of Easttown and Gangs of London and AV Club. If you have decided, you know what, I'll give the Nevers a shot since all six episodes are now out. You can check those out at AV Club. All right. Great. Doing your hard work. How about you? I want to shout out the most recent episode of the Engadget podcast where we talked about the Epic v. Apple trial and kind of everything going on there. And just it's it, it's kind of wild. It, that thing is still ongoing. That's a three week trial in which Epic Games is fighting Apple about the App Store and kind of the rules it imposes on people. We brought on Mike Futter, who is a great commentarian about the, you know, the games economy and things like that. So check it out. There, there is a lot of interesting stuff going on. I think it could, it has the potential to kind of reshape the way the App Store works and the way we think of App Stores in general, which kind of rules our lives right now. So it's worth paying attention to. All right, check that out. Uh, I've been following the story very closely, so it's uh, it seems like yeah. it has the potential to reshape uh, the the app store. So I'm uh, very curious to see where I that's like, going. I like Mike Futter. He's great. He's he's been on my show. A couple he's a good times. guy. Yeah, yeah. He's a, he's a good guy. Jeff Kanata, your weekly plug. Well, if you'd like a personalized limerick written and performed by yours truly for any occasion. I am selling them on Cameo, cameo.com slash Jeff Kanata, which is spelled with two N's and one T. Uh, I've done now Cameo. I've done well over 100 Cameos. I've done Cameo, or excuse me, uh, Limericks for um, the announcement of a new child. I've done uh, somebody's uh, promotion at work. I've done many birthdays and anniversaries. Uh, The list goes on and on. There's really no wrong reason to order a limerick from mm-hmm. me and i'd just like to read you this tweet that i got today about an hour ago fact mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. uh this comes from at mkthm who says just sent my dear friend his cameo from jeff canada jeff if you're keeping track your limerick and words made both of us tear up a bit thank Aww. you so much that's nice if you want to give a special gift then really that uh then really that is has to be a cameo from Jeff Kanata. <laughs> it, yeah. it, it has to be. It has to be. It should yeah. name must it be, should be. Yeah. A, a cameo so, from Jeff Kanata. Jeff, let me let me help you sell these cameos because I actually just uh, bought a cameo for my wife for Mother's Day. Um I got uh, Brent Spiner to say oh, hi nice. to her. 
Well, that's will, not helping me sell. That people, that's telling people nice. that Brent Spiner's <laughs> available. He's very Brent Spiner's there. He's great, but Jeff is also here. The platform is so great because it's like you you get on there, and it's just like within five minutes you can find somebody you love, like Jeff Kanata, and send a quick message and uh, and pay him for yeah. for his services. Like it's really easy to use, so it doesn't take much time either. Yeah, but you don't have to search for anybody else. Just go to cameo.com. Brent Spiner's also there. He's great. Yeah. I love him. Uh, but well, we'll forget about him here. That's what convinced me to actually get on Cameo. I, yeah, I was reluctant yeah. to do it. And uh, my very good friend, uh, Danish Syed, was telling me over and over that I should do it. And then uh, finally, uh, uh, he sent me actually a, a Cameo from Mick Foley, the oh, wrestler. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, and yeah. It, it also uh, made me tear up. Uh, and I realized how special it could be. So I, I got on. Well, and, I'm uh, glad you had such good friends, Jeff. Yeah. yeah. Oh, but man. Good it's, it's really nice to have friends that are thinking about you and... <laughs> recommending the best things in your life for yeah. you and really, really pushing it, you know? Not arguing with R- you about Dune. Yes. Uh, oh, R- Roxana, so Roxana, the backstory that you may not be aware of is that I was the one that for months pushed Jeff to be on Cameo. That sounds right. And, uh, yeah, and I don't was remember roundly, that. And was roundly ignored for months. Yeah, until, but, but then then this this Danish Syed guy waltzes in and then uh, with his Mick Foley impression or whatever, <laughs> and all of a sudden, all of a sudden Jeff's on Cameo. Honestly, uh, yeah. it sounds like you're most offended by the impression aspect of this. <laughs> no, it's not. A, it's no impression. There's no impression. It was actually Mick Foley, apparently. Um, but uh, anyway, gl- Jeff, I'm glad it's working out for you. And it's, uh, it's really fun. I enjoy doing them, and people seem to really like them. You can read. I've gotten a bunch of five star reviews. People really, uh, really enjoy them. And um, I, you know, you can even watch some sample ones. It's cameo.com/slash Jeff Canada. I appreciate it. All right, those are our weekly plugs. Let's get to our review of those who wish me dead. Why'd they put you in a fire tower? Well, I'm just lucky, I guess. I read the wind wrong. I should have gone to them. Then you've been dead too. That's our job. I'm not going to hurt you. I want to see where the blood's coming from. It's not my blood. You in trouble? Anyone else in trouble? My dad said if anything happened, I should find someone I can trust. Are you someone I can trust? That was from the trailer of Those Who Wish Me Dead. New film by director Taylor Sheridan. I'm going to read the plot summary from IMDb right now. A teenage murder witness finds himself pursued by twin assassins in the Montana wilderness with a survival expert tasked with protecting him and a forest fire threatening to consume them all. Wait, it's just twin? one of those. Another twin. one of those. <laughs> twin yeah. assassins? Twin assassins, yeah. I guess uh, they, they use twin instead of two. Yeah, to say two, a duo of assassins. Yeah, now I'm if pretty sure that, uh, Nicholas Holt and Aiden Gillen are twins. <laughs> that they are playing twins. Yeah. That's how that if works. I, yeah, I, I, that really adds some backstory that I was not aware of. <laughs> They're fraternal twins, obviously, <laughs> <laughs> and really delayed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. One, one was just in there for a while. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Roxana Haddadi, this is kind of old school action thriller, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm curious if this is the type of movie you're into. 
this is very much the type of movie I'm into. I don't know if this version of it was something <laughs> I was into. Um, but yeah, man, like 90s throwback thrillers were the shit. I love Twister unabashedly. Mm, um, nice. But uh, I I don't know. This felt very much like lesser Sheridan to me mm. in that it felt like he went so hard on the thriller stuff, this giant CGI fire and all the time that we spend with the twin assassins <laughs> that uh, it just didn't feel like the characters were enough for me, uh, which is disappointing. Cause like, I love Angelina and Angelina, she's so good in this, especially with the child actor that I just wanted more of her rather than all the time that we spend with the assassins, which was mm-hmm. surprising. And then on the flip side, it's like John Bernthal is there. Like, thank the gods for that. But then we don't spend that much time with his character or with the character that is his wife. And like, they almost steal the show entirely. So it just felt very imbalanced to mm, me. Yeah. Um, a lot of elements to juggle that mm-hmm. the, sh- the movie maybe didn't do a great job of juggling. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is a guy, Taylor Sheridan, his first three movies that he wrote were Sicario, Hell or High Water, and Wind River. No big Argu- deal. Arguably no, boom, three boom. pieces. Yeah. Three home yeah. runs. Arguably yeah. three, and then it's like, uh, it's gotten less consistent since yeah. then. What, what else say. you got, Taylor? I got, I got a forest <laughs> fire. I got assassins. I mean, I think, them together. I feel like he, I feel like, he, well, not to take it in like a super political place, but I feel like he's crossed over into like some reactionary sort of thinking mm. between like Sicario 2 and Tom Clancy's Without Remorse, and now this, I feel like he sort of lost the through line of what he had been saying about America. Like, very poignantly, like, Hell or High Water is a modern masterpiece, but I, I sort of don't see that person in this movie. Yeah, mm, yeah like, like it, those three films felt like they had something to say about the American West, right? Sicario, Hell or High Water, and Wind River. Like, they, they each felt like they had something to say, um, and as time has gone on, it has been more difficult to decipher what that thing is. And in this movie, I, I would say it's pretty difficult to decipher <laughs> um, if if he's trying to say anything about the American West. Um, he's saying fire's so, hot. Fire's, <laughs> fire's hot. And uh, fire's the people hot, who Angelina's fight fires hot, are cool. Right. Yeah. 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 It's a lot and, of hot. John Bernthal well. is hot. Yeah. yeah. I feel like the closest thing that you get to him actually saying something in this movie is that completely random, unnecessary scene where the hotshot firefighters are heckling that girl at the bar for mm-hmm. dating the guy that she's dating who's mm. just who's just wearing like big chunky glasses and has like a shaved sides haircut and he just looks like quietly, a kind of like a hipster basically yeah right? he just yeah. quietly <laughs> listens to them heckle him before they go fight fire it's an odd scene to be it's, in very, it's very weird it's very weird a yeah. lot of the scenes with yeah. them are just very odd yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, so it felt like this one didn't really do it for you roxana is that right uh I feel like Angelina makes it worth watching, at least for me, because mm-hmm. I thought that she, through the sheer force of her Angelina-ness, makes it enjoyable. But otherwise, it just felt really generic to mm. me. Angelina Jolie, in my opinion, great action star. Mm-hmm. I watched Salt again recently. That's like one of my favorite action films of all time. Salt, uh, salt rules. Yeah. yeah, it's, yeah it's amazing. It's great. It's amazing. And uh, it's, it's great to kind of see her flex some of those literal muscles in this movie as well. Um, so Devinger Hardware, uh, I know you're a big Taylor Sheridan fan as well. What did you think uh-huh. of those who wish me dead? Uh, you know what? I really enjoyed it. It did feel nice to have like a really tight, 
and simple 90s throwback, which I, on a, for a lot of this movie, I had no idea where things were going. Like we started even before the fires, right? We get the, the first like clip is the opening of the movie is like her flashing back to a major fire she deals with. But then we go to the assassins and I had no clue this movie would also be about like, you know, assassins and spies and intrigue and stuff too. And uh, I appreciate how it kind of just smashes those two together. But, you know, it tickles like a lizard brain thing in me. You know, it's just like, I, li- I like seeing bantering assassins do their job. Like, oh, 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 oh. man, they're pretending to be, uh, you know, fire marshals. They're pretending to be fire people. Uh, they're going to blow up this house. And like, we're just waiting. We're just waiting for that moment where they're like bantering, walking away, and the house is going to blow up. It's just you, a job for them, basically. It's just right? a job. Yeah. It's yeah. just a job. They're just so cool about it. You'd think they'd be faster given the level <laughs> of that explosion, but no, they're so cool. They don't have to worry about it. Um, I like you know the mixture of those elements. I like all these actors. I don't think has Aiden Gillen ever played a good guy. <laughs> you know, he just has that face. That guy shows up at your door. Don't let him in. It's very punchable. Him. It's a very punchable face. You want to punch his face. His little finger. You get his yeah. little, little finger in here. It's Carcetti. Don't let yeah. Carcetti near Don't you. Don't let Carcetti in here. And Nicholas Holt, same thing. Um, I, I like their relationship. I like all these characters individually. I think Angelina Jolie is, you know, pretty good here. It it feels like a weird role for her. That's all. I like her as a firefighter, or I like her as an action star. But seeing her with all the like uh, big burly firefighter dudes who uh, skydive to fight the the wildfires, it never felt like she really fit, fit in with them. But I still like her and her sense of presence. And, uh, you know, she has a lot going on. I think as an action star, sometimes you have to speak uh, with your eyes, you know, and the way you, you the way you actually go through scenes. I think she does that really well. Um, when you say she didn't really fit in, you mean like she's too glamorous to be in this job? It's just, it it didn't, it didn't quite work. I don't know if it's the glamour. I don't know if like, are those firefighter guys like real firefighters? Cause I get a sense that they're going for some sort of authenticity there. Same with the sheriff who, uh, who works with John Bernthal. They, they feel like real people rather than actors. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's the case. And, and the you didn't feel like firefighters are all yeah. actors, I think. Okay. Yeah. Okay. She, one you, of them but you is don't feel like she River. exuded the authenticity of the firefighters. I don't know. I don't know. And yeah, if they're all actors, like even more so, like it, it just felt like a weird combination. Um, I don't feel like it quite fit in. Maybe she's still, she's Angelina Jolie. Like you can't, you can't de-glam Angelina Jolie. And I don't think she really have to. It's just this particular one. Uh, I'm more used to seeing her as a, you know, globe trotting assassin, like salt. What was her first name? Veruca. Uh, yeah. It was Veronica? Definitely Veronica. Veronica? Veronica. Yeah. I don't know. Um, that <laughs> Veruca movie salt is, Veruca salt. I think, um, Willy Wonka the, from Willy Wonka, Jeffrey. Uh, did you think that I was mistaken? <laughs> Or making a joke. <laughs> I can't. I, honestly, also, 99% also of the time, 90s, I can't tell. Uh, 90s rock band, right? <laughs> I can't tell. Yeah. Um, yep. But yeah, I, I think there's a lot of this movie that works, but on a, on a fun level, it's not like a particularly deep movie. It is just like for the people who want like a nice 90 minute, uh, 90 minute action thriller. Also, she's Evelyn Salt in the movie Salt. Evelyn so Salt. Uh, my bad. Yeah. My bad. Yeah. Uh, really misremember that. She wants it now, daddy. <laughs> Oh my God. <laughs> Thanks, Jeff. Thanks for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jeff Kanata. My, oh, go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead I was just gonna, my counterpoint to that is Devendra. I didn't think any of them were believable as firefighters. No, no, nobody's believable. <laughs> but it's just like, uh, I think it's been a while since I've seen Angelina Jolie like leading a movie like this too. So you gotta, it, it is sort of like staring at the sun 
you know, and you kind of have to like just get get used to seeing her back back on screen. But I still she's still my favorite part of this movie. It's just one thing that kind of distracted me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Staring at the sun. Can you just uh, just so I understand the analogy like. Um, w- w- yeah. What do you mean by I that? I can but, only look at her for so long. I you see. Know, before she's being before she's radiant because she's radiant. I yeah. Basically. Yeah. yeah I got incandescent. It. Yep. Yes. Incandescent. Got it. OK. Uh, Jeff Kanata, your thoughts on those who wish me dead. Well, Dave. I guess you could say my thoughts on those who wish me dead are best summed up in the form of a limerick. When you say those who wish me dead, a cool concept appears in my head. The title deserved to be reserved for a good movie instead. Whoa. Okay. All right. All right, Jeff. (laughs) Those who wish me dead is an awesome title. Awesome title. It is. Yeah. And can I ask I, I you a question? Say, I will agree that the movie does not live up this to it. This is going to be a no, title review. Yeah, yeah, this is going to be a title yeah. review. Yeah. Yeah. Buckle we up. We know what we're Buckle in for here. Okay. <laughs> Buckle up. <laughs> who, is, who is speaking in that title? Who is the, who is the first person? Who's Angelina me? Jolie? It's no, the, it's, it's not. The it's, it's, the it's the kid. It's the kid. It's the kid. Yes. So <laughs> why is this movie? why is this movie not about the kid? This oh, movie, the movie, why is that? Why it, it is about the kid? It is about the kid. It isn't. Yeah, the kid is not the protagonist of this. Well, then why do we spend twenty minutes at the beginning of this movie before we meet the kid? Yeah, we hang up. I mean, the, the movie is about Angelina jo- Jolie and John Bernthal, and it shouldn't be. It I should actually, not be. I think that the movie, what I hated about this movie, actually, if we're going to go like full abhorrence, is I think the movie is about the assassins. We mm-hmm. open with the assassins. Yeah. We don't yeah. open with Angelina and Bernthal. Like right. the first significant scene is they're like blowing up the DA's house in Florida. So like, right. I agree with you that like this movie should be primarily about the kid, but I feel Except- like- the Except problem we know, is, we know absolutely nothing about the assassins. We know Literally, nothing about the assassins. We don't know what the kid's dad found aside right. from some generic information. Shit. Right? There's we information. Have, mm-hmm. Forensic accounting right. guys. He found right. some dirt. Right. I disagree with you. Guys. I disagree with you guys about Angelina Jolie mm-hmm. in this movie. I think this movie suffers from star actor syndrome. Which is, in order for it to be made, there need to be roles for star actors to carry the movie. This mm. the, the this movie would have been so much better mm-hmm. if it had been about this kid and he through the course of it encounters the John Bernthal character and encounters the Angelina Jolie character at the time at which the kid encounters them. There's no reason that we the audience need to have hung out with them as much as we hang out with them. It it doesn't serve the story that's being told at all. It becomes this weird split narrative between like is Angelina Jolie is like dealing with her remorse about this this thing that is super vague and d- doesn't yeah, bear yeah. any relevance to the story being told at all and we're supposed to believe by the end of it that she somehow made up for that other act like no she would have done this anyway she would have tried to save a kid anyway like it it yeah. it's it's completely it's a completely sloppy script. You know, and- it kind of reminds me of Jeff. Like now that you're just bringing this up, it is definitely sloppy, but it also reminds me of like the first, the opening scenes of the first episode of 24, where it's just like a lot of things. It's all table setting, right? And this mm-hmm. movie is table. It's a short movie, but the first 30 minutes are table setting where it could have been more organic. But table yeah. setting for a table that w- yeah. has nothing to do yeah. with the story. The, yeah. The, yeah. The, 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 it, I think actually this is one of those rare movies where the second half is better than the first half. I think the first half is terrible. 
first personally. Uh, I didn't like any of these people. I didn't want to be around any of these people. And I mean, I think uh, honestly, I know you guys make fun of me for making fun of titles, but if you look at the title, it tells first of all, the title is all of the information we get about the assassins. It's yep. two guys who wish other people dead. That's <laughs> they're, all they're we know about. That's they're what assassins do. <laughs> the, the, right, the but there's no one, reason. The older one's getting a little weak, and the younger one's like, I, I don't know, man. You're, it seems like you're losing <laughs> your edge. Uh, you know, that, that's it. That's all they are. They're archetypes. And uh, for some reason, uh, what's his face is their boss, right? Tyler my Perry. argument, Tyler, yeah, Tyler Perry, Perry. Is, is their boss. Yeah, my, my, yeah, for absolutely no reason. Like that scene provides <laughs> yeah, no additional information. Completely unnecessary. Yeah. yeah, provides no additional information. It's like there's a guy behind the guy. Okay. Tyler Perry, can you mm-hmm. come to this uh, just desert for, <laughs> yeah. for like two hours? We'll and pay you three hundred thousand dollars. Yes. Yes. To yes. do yeah. the scene. Yeah. But the point I'm trying to the point I'm trying to make is I agree that those are archetypes. It, it, it there's nothing. There's no there there and. To, to call your movie Those Who Wish Me Dead when it's clearly not about the person who is wished dead <laughs> makes no sense. You know, you know what, what, what's hilarious is that Jeff is a title guy. Dave is an ending guy in terms of like mission, like deal breakers right, for movies. Yes, I don't, yes. I, I need a thing. I need a thing to hang on to. <laughs> you well, need I a thing say, to ruin movies. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, it is a, it was a book. And the yes, book, right. you can be yes. the book guy, Devin. Right. Like the, the book was way better. I don't like that. <laughs> and the book, the book follows the kid. Mm. So I do feel Ooh. like it's one of those things where it's like they clearly shifted it around to make it more like adult oriented. I well, think to get to get, to, to get, to get a juicy role for the actors. To get the actors I, I, in sure, there, yeah, sure. Yeah. I mean, and, my and personal I, feeling is like I thought all the assassin stuff was dumb. I hate Aiden <laughs> Gillen as an actor. Like I loathe him. <laughs> yeah, I think he's terrible. It's a dumb face. How dare it's a dumb you? face you want to punch. I, I think yeah. I don't. I think he's always playing some version of some really boring, predictable character. And but so, we, but we can agree that Nicholas Holt's amazing, right? Yeah, but he doesn't have anything to do in this movie. Mm-hmm. So I right. agree with you that like the assassin stuff for me was like completely unnecessary. Like if they had spent more time establishing who Hannah was. And then establishing her relationship with the kid or telling us more about what the kid's dad found. But we spend so mm-hmm. much time with Gillen and Holt just tracking them. It's like, I know you're going to find them. Otherwise, to Jeff's point, yeah. the title of this movie wouldn't be the title of this movie. <laughs> well, the, 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 I, my opinion about how this movie is better is that you literally just you, you start on the kid. He, you, he discovers his you know, he, he, his dad shows up, pulls him in a car, takes him to a play, takes him away and says, oh, we have to run for our lives. And we don't ever see the John Bernthal character until we show up. And then you can have the fact that he runs a survival camp be a reveal. Yeah. It's a reveal. It's a cool reveal for the audience. For this movie. You, go, yeah. you start seeing him and his wife do cool shit and you don't know why. And then all of a sudden we, the bad guys pull us a, a tarp o- away from a sign and it's a fucking survival camp. And they're like, <laughs> Oh my God, Holy shit. We're, we're dealing with survivalists now. Like that's a fun, cool moment. Like, well, yeah, his, that's wife that's is, his wife is the survivalist. He is the, sh- the so show. why do we, yeah. why are we introduced to them and their survival shit super early stealing away yeah. any kind of fun yeah. that would have in, in discovery. It's, it's, it's completely bass backwards mm-hmm. and it's all because <laughs> you need to have John Bernthal cast and mm-hmm. Angelina Jolie cast, and they have to be, feel like the leads of this movie when yeah. it's not a movie about them. They got to have some early banter. They have to have some sort of like pre-established relationship or something. Yes. But I will say, I think the thing that really, I wish this movie did more is like this setting 
is fantastic for anybody who has played the game Firewatch or has even yeah. read about like what these you know what these people do who stay up in these towers for months on end and it's just them and they just look out for fires and like help to make sure that they stop the wildfires living up there the sense of isolation it is like this movie doesn't have any real time to deal with that whereas i think that is like the coolest idea the coolest part of this concept is yeah. just being trapped up there and living with your own demons. Yeah. The better the game is a better story than this yeah. movie. Yeah. I, I want to say one more thing, Dave, before you go, and that is uh, there is a, a chance I was predisposed to hate this movie because uh, I started watching it while there was a raging forest fire. <laughs> Probably not great at my not house great for you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the there was a the Palisades fire was happening this weekend, and I turned on uh, this movie not knowing what it's about, and went. Oh, okay. well, that's a little yeah, on those. And, and I will say to you, <laughs> I will say to you, as someone who was many miles away from that fire and all and still could barely leave my house because it was overwhelming in my nose and lungs and caused me massive problems, as mm-hmm. it did to many people around here. When you see a movie when people are like three feet from a fire and just talking away and having a great old time, I was like, eh, it's not really. There, real. There's a point where they're running from it, like uh, like the wind in the happening, which I'm like, I mm, that that yeah. is this movie gets really hokey really fast. Um, also, want to say, uh, kind of related to this, uh, Jeff, uh, I, I hope you realize Denver and everywhere around there also yeah. a lot of wildfires. I know a, a lot of, of them. Yeah, yeah. I know, but you know, you can't, you can't escape, escape climate it. change. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I'll just say some quick thoughts, and we'll do some spoilers. I know we're we're running a little bit uh, against the clock here. Um, I'll say that uh, I really quite enjoyed this movie. What? It, it, it is a throwback. It's a throwback to. I also enjoyed it, Jeff. Yeah, 90s, It's a throwback I'm to shocked. '90s action movies. <laughs> when right? have Where, Jeff and I ever been on the same side? Wow, I'm so happy times. about this. By the, the way, end times. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, it's a throwback to '90s action movies where it's like this is a thing that like you could probably like rent at Blockbuster, you know, mm-hmm. and it's like uh, there's there's nothing. Thing except some decent action set pieces and star power powering this thing. Like that's the whole thing. Is nothing else. Uh, it, I don't think the movie, as we discussed, is really about anything, right? And mm-hmm. sometimes and, you get a run from lightning. Okay. okay. Oh my god! <laughs> does she get? Does she that. get struck by lightning? Mm. Because I feel like the movie cannot decide. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I don't know. She insists no, but yeah. Well, yeah, maybe not. Yeah, it looked yeah. like it. All right, Dave, go on. <laughs> Thank you, thank you, Roxanne. Um, so I think uh, I I enjoyed it, and and there were some really great set pieces and confrontations in this movie. Like that's that's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for the tension. I'm looking for Angelina Jolie to do some badass stuff, and I think she has a handful of opportunities to do that in this movie. Also, Jeff, um, mild spoilers for the Adam Wingard movie. You're next. <laughs> mild spoilers for the Adam Wingard movie. You're next. So reach for that button. You don't want to hear mild spoilers for the Adam Wingard movie, You're Next, the 2011 movie. But that movie reminds me a lot of what you just said, Jeff, which is the, the, the way that movie unfolds is uh, this woman goes to visit her boyfriend's family. And then their whole family gets under attack by these like people that th- seem to want to murder them all. And then you find out that the girlfriend that you have been that, that is like you have is the protagonist of the film that you're invested in this person. She grew up in a survivalist family. And uh, starts doing incredibly badass things to like strike back at these people, um, and sounds, so sounds pretty fun. Yeah, it's a it's a really fun movie. Uh, so it sounds like that's kind of what you're describing. If for for those who want to see a version of what Jeff was pitching just now, your next the 2011 Adam Wingard movie, I would say is a good example. Okay, but I like the movie. Uh, I like Those Who Wish Me Dead. 
and uh, I think it's uh, pretty enjoyable. Again, old school throwback. If you if you like those action movies in the nineties, I yeah, think you're gonna yeah. like this one. The, but, this but the is a is, movie where lightning strikes more than twice towards Angelina <laughs> Jolie. Like this is one of those movies. You know? Yeah, there's a there's a reason why they don't make these movies anymore, though. Uh, and I, I think it's because. because <laughs> <laughs> well, I think because people in general um, want more from their movies either in terms there's of no especially from Taylor Sheridan there's no superheroes yeah. in them that's right like yeah. if you made this movie today she'd be uh, uh, like you could have I mean, made this they movie they did make this movie today <laughs> you <laughs> you could have made this movie you're right you could have made this movie and she's a minor DC character and it would have done 10 times as much yeah, she does get hit by lightning but it gives her power yes I know oh I know God. so anyway it's the same it really anyway. okay yeah. yeah all right shall we do spoilers real quick yeah. a couple minutes of spoilers sure. here we go now you're looking for the secret. You're gonna see this coming? No. But you won't find it because, of course, you're not gonna see this coming. You're not really looking. I have been puzzling over how it works. You don't really want to work it out. Who's in the box? I have been dying to tell you. I want to tell you my secret now. You want to be fooled. All right, spoilers for uh, those who wish me dead starting right now. Um, so as you as you pointed out, uh, you never find out what's on the tape, right? Or what's in the hard drive or the thumb drive or whatever, right? Well, can I say one thing? Yeah, one please. thing that I wasn't going to say during uh, you yeah. know, non-spoilers, non-spoilers but like, yeah. this isn't really a spoiler. This is the perfect example of a movie that didn't need to happen. It, why <laughs> does the father write out everything and give it to the kid instead of just driving to the news station? Yes. Just <laughs> drive to the news station and it... Hand it to the or drive to the newspaper. Well, he can't trust anybody, Jeff. He has to, he yeah. has to go to his but he, uh, brother. But he's asking his kid to trust somebody. If anything happens to me, <laughs> do the thing. That's a last resort. No, That's listen, listen, resort. listen, come on. <laughs> if, if anything happens to me, do the thing that I should have been doing right now. Yes. And like, <laughs> how is it that this DA had this like major ass investigation and they hadn't tipped off like a federal agency or like other news media? I mean, the entire setup is so sloppy. And I do yes. think that is part of what makes it difficult to feel like involved in any of yeah. this. It, like, it is very like the the, le- the least information you need. Like, um, yeah, listen, dangerous info. Assassins. Go. Go. Yeah. Yeah. I, I will say I really liked every so no dispute of anything you're saying guys mm-hmm. no, everything you're saying <laughs> is correct but I really like some of these confrontations like there's the scene when they assassinate the dad which is just mm-hmm. really brutal like it's a brutal uh, I mean they are evil fucks in yeah, this yeah, movie yeah, yeah they're yeah, like yeah. Anton Chigurh style like yeah, yeah I mean reprehensible yeah. there's no redeeming quality to these monsters they will they will murder children and family like they don't care to that i give the movie a little credit you know yeah. it's like well it's not pulling any punches at least but i thought all the stuff with uh medina senkor who plays mm-hmm. allison john berenthal's wife in the movie like all that stuff with her was like it's worth seeing the movie alone for her action scenes in my opinion yeah, yeah from yeah. between when she uses i think it's bear spray to yeah destroy aiden gillen's face to the good like, one-liner it's pointing the wrong way yeah no it's not <laughs> no it's not yeah it's good it's good and then later on she has like a rifle and she's going yeah. up against his ar or whatever and she's it's like riding a horse while six months pregnant like she yeah. is that's a superhero just, that's it's just pretty undeniable. baller i was just like i've never seen anything like like in terms of a confrontation uh-huh. i've never seen anything like this and they both run out of ammo at the same time and it's like that's just an awesome scene. That's an and awesome then, then, scene. then the, the the real tension there is them both reloading at the same time, yes. which is just like oof. Yeah, you can so do it like, faster. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Don't you think that scene happens really early though? That's it's the such end a of the strange, movie, man. 
it, no, it's like, the end of the last, like 30 minutes. Yeah. There's yeah. another half an hour after that. Uh, I know. I was looking at the clock the entire time. <laughs> um, My God. The, wow. The, the, uh, I, I don't know. It's a minor quibble, but it, it felt to me like a, a weird time to eliminate one of the major bad guys. And it's like, I, there's no doubt to me that the other the big major bad, bad guy g- is fire. They still have to fight right. the fire. Yeah. Big bad yeah. guy is Tyler Perry and then secondary fire. Mm-hmm. I, I guess the big, you know, the big problem with the film, right? Other than all the 15 things you guys listed is <laughs> that ultimately Angelina Jolie's, the, the, the whole movie, this is one of those things where, Hey, the, all the action of the movie solves your personal problems, right? Like die hard for no reason. Die hard. It's like, Oh, the, uh, you know, taking down Hans Gruber is, helps his marriage out, right? And it's like, the, you know, this movie, she has this trauma from not saving these kids and now she got to save the kid and she gets over it. And it's like, it just never really c- connected with me. Like, the the pieces that need to be in place for that journey to be emotionally cathartic never really connected with me, unfortunately. Um, I never felt like, oh, yes, this is really, truly her redemption for reasons I think, Jeff, you uh, you and Roxana have already articulated. So, I would just um, like to say that if you took down Hans Gruber, it would save your marriage. It's true. It's true. So That's but, fact. But at the end of the day, I think, you know, if, if you like those old school action movies, I think you'll like this movie. And maybe, Jeff, do you disagree? Did you, did you like those old school action movies and you didn't like this? Or did you just never like those movies? Well, if you're asking me to compare it to Die Hard, is that what you're asking me? Um, not Die Hard, more like Sylvester Stallone's like 80s output. You know what I mean? Like, you like Demolition Man or something? Yeah. Like Dante's like, Peak. Yeah, Dante's Peak, yeah. or you know those, those kinds. I of guess movies. I never yeah. really loved those movies. Right. I right. guess that's true. Yeah. yeah I guess yeah, I was yeah. never into into the like highly implausible kind of set your brain at the door uh, action movies. So maybe maybe I'm just not the target audience for this. But I, I just found it to be in, infuriatingly sloppy on a number of levels. And Roxanne has articulated that yeah. uh, well. Um, but yeah. Roxana, Sometimes you, you just yep. uh, go with it. I feel like that's the thing. So I, I, I kind of just went with, with the it. the stupidity and how much it reminded me of those old school. Yeah. Do, I, do, yeah. do the do the techniques in the movie are those real? Like the whole like how you dodge lightning by I duck down, then you run for like all of that. Something felt like nonsense. And then the other one, which is like go to the water and like lay down and wait for fire to not be fire i guess the for water a thing i think is real yeah because yeah. it's about like limiting your surface area but also mm. like staying submerged to like prevent burns so mm. the water part of it is real and i think the zigzag part of it is real because it's something about like how i don't know the physics of how lightning connects with the earth i don't know some bullshit but um <laughs> it, it strikes the highest point so it's like you gotta yeah. like yeah try yeah to like hunch down and try yeah. to yeah exactly so i think those parts that are real but to your point though it's like can i take this seriously when like i barely know anything about hannah and like what she's capable of doing yeah i don't know i don't know well uh we talked about this on the slash filmcast after dark uh patreon.com slash film podcast uh but one of the things that i i i have resolved to, to do is to be more charitable to movies as much as much as i can <laughs> And so I, I floated the idea, and Jeff, you you endorsed me that like no matter how badly we thrashed a movie, mm. I'm going to try putting this in place. That at the end of the movie review, we will conclude the movie review by saying, "But all things considered, it's still pretty impressive that Taylor Sheridan made a movie." 
<laughs> yeah. Is it is it impressive? <laughs> it's impressive he, yes, I mean, he's getting so lazy. Not, you will yeah. not negate my act of charity, yeah. Roxana. I'm just putting that out all, there. Yeah. I, th- I yeah, I think we can all agree it's a movie and it was finished. <laughs> And that that in itself is an accomplishment. Well, I feel like you're a lot of undercutting of my. No, no, uh, I'm. I believe me, I was a huge fan of this new policy, and I'm into it. I like it. All right, all right. Um, Yeah, those are our thoughts on those who wish me dead. You can find more episodes of this podcast at slashfilmcast.com. Email us at slashfilmcast at gmail.com. Our theme song comes from adamwarrock.com. Our uh, spoiler bumper comes from Kyle Corwith. This episode was edited by Beatty Zhang. Stay tuned to hear we'll be discussing next week. Roxana, this has been such a delight. Thank you so much for joining us today. We really appreciate thank it. Thank you. Yeah, Yay. thank you so much for letting me, I don't know, alternately complain about Taylor Sheridan. <laughs> <laughs> not we a just problem. want what's better for him, you know? We, we yeah. want more. Yeah, I, not a problem. We'll see what happens with that. Next week on the Slash Filmcast, we're going to be reviewing Zack Snyder's new movie, Army of the Dead, which is going to be streaming on Netflix. How many Supermans are in that? Yeah, I don't know. All of the Supermans. Let's mm. just hope there's no Snyder cut of this one. Um, but I, Army of the Dead is going to be streaming on Netflix. And uh, for After Dark, not 100% sure yet. Probably going to be a Coax and Kanata about, uh, about uh, St. Maud. St. Maud, right? yeah. yeah. So that's probably what's going to happen in the After Dark next week. So that's what we got for you. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. We watched the